live from lockdown 5.0 it's your crazy common friends ready to dish the dirt on the world of reality tv and look maybe we'll also talk a little bit about sport in the process we're so glad you could join us today and joining me as always it's the admiral of the life hacks himself welcome 40 thanks horse we are ready to go aren't we we certainly everything's are. happening oh. it's all happening actually with uh Olympics and uh, NBA and AFL, lots to talk about. But before we talk about that, we do have to say congratulations on the How to Fold a Coles Reusable Shopping Bag video that has gone viral. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I was a bit, un- I was very shocked, to be honest. I've had that up my <laughs> sleeve for a while. And uh, yeah, it was quite um, profound to find out that not many people knew that. So what a response! Course, I yeah. had to, I had to share it with, I had to share it with the people as a common man. Yeah, that yeah. was, you know, my well, duty to do that. Exactly, you're a common man. You can't afford fifteen cents on a bag every time you go to the supermarket. You were going to be reusing no. those, and you want to exactly in the best condition possible. I think to be a common man, you have to be thrifty, and you know that's that's all what it's about. Yep, for sure. So. I take it there might be a few more tips coming our way. Well, I think I've set the bar quite high. So, <laughs> um, yeah. That'll look, be the best. There's a couple up my sleeve, but I'll just look, they'll come when, when you least expect it, horse. Nice. Nice. And of course, it wouldn't be a podcast without our parochial West Coast Eagles fan who has spent the last week trying to build a time machine to take himself back to grand final day 2018. It's Friendy. Come on, boys, we're back. And uh, horse, I'm all about the Melbourne Storm. I am one-eyed Melbourne Storm fan. It's all about the NRL. Couldn't give a stuff about the AFL. But can I say, from our great man Ford, who did that bags thing, and it helped me out because I did it as well. But a quote from him during the week, because I said, what's up your sleeve next, Ford? He goes, don't worry, friend, I thrive under pressure. So watch this space. Watch well, I this believe, space. I believe your question was lots of pressure on you for episode two. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, it's great to hear that you can thrive under pressure, 40, because I'm going to just completely throw out our run sheet tonight and hit you with questions that you do not know are coming. How's that sound? Oh, uh, look, I'm ready to go. I Excellent. love this already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like chicken. I like liver. Common man, common man, please deliver the latest in sports. Starting now. This month in sport. Yes, welcome back to another week slash month in sport. And we're going to start with the AFL as we generally do. Now, the league is in limbo at the moment with half the country locked down. I think between the time we record and even release this episode, multiple different plans will have been concocted by the AFL and then changed and people would have hopped on flights and then had them cancelled, then gone back to training, then said, no, you can't do any training, then hop back on another flight to go to another state and so on. And, you know, look, we could try and tell you how it should be and what's going to happen. But instead, we could just tell you, Friendy, your plans. What do you think the AFL should be doing to get through to the season end? Yeah, look, Horse, uh, very surprised that this round, round 19, I believe, mm. is going ahead this week. Um, I thought they might have gone with a buy this week just to sort some of those little things out and tweak things. I still think they might do that the following week. My thing is, I think at the moment, the East Coast is cooked. We're absolutely cooked with COVID at the moment. I can't see the East Coast getting up anytime soon. So my theory behind this is you need a few ovals. I get that. But I reckon we've got to start a little hub between WA, SA, and Northern Territory. And you knew I was going to go there. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I know that. I know that. But at the moment, they're probably the closest to coming out. Considering their track record... No one really goes to SA, which means COVID's not going to be around there that long. <laughs> I reckon over the next week or two, you could start to have a little bit of a trio between WA, SA, and NT to get it done. Now, I'm very biased. WA is going to host the grand final this year at Optus Stadium. It'll be a great spectacle. 60,000 fans. West Coast won't be in it. That's okay. But you, you, you can bring back the whacker. 
The Wacker could be rejuvenated like the old days and be used as another oval. But I think I think that it's time to actually go, all right, these three states, Northern Territory, SA, NWA, they're close to each other. Let's make it happen. Finish the season and you can do it well because they seem to be able to keep COVID under control. SA will be right over the next week. But the East Coast, you're cooked. Tassie, who are you? We're sorry, but you're not in this picture. Over to you, boys. Well, Tassie's the one that's had nothing. Yeah, but it's too far to get to. <laughs> oh, and, and WA is oh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but WA, SA and NT, they're all near each other. Tassie's like, like, does WA even fly straight to Tassie? I don't even think it does. But how, how many grounds are they going to have available? Are they going to be playing Cooper Pedy, like Alice Springs, probably? How many grounds do you need? I don't know. Now, this is all great in theory, friendy. But you've got to remember also that these are states that don't want any people here. You know, like the South Australian teams, when they went into lockdown, they fled to Melbourne, who has more cases, is in a heavier (laughs) lockdown, because the South Australian government said you couldn't even train. Yet, we're a bit fast and loose down here in Victoria. Train away. Yeah, I wouldn't be trusting the South I, Australian I like, government at I all. I feel like though, like I know the SA government, WA government, like I know they're they're very strict with their quarantine rules. But I, I just think if the AFL can somehow work out a deal with those three, well, two states and one territory, you're going to at least be able to get crowds to the game. If we keep it on the east coast, we're not going to have crowds for a while, and the AFL is just draining money at the moment. Mm. Who knows what people are getting paid next year? Who knows how many coaches are going to be around? I think if you get like. I think Freo were talking about buying Sydney's home game off them for this week. I don't know if that ended up going through or not, but maybe that's what we need to start looking at because there's just so much money getting lost at the moment. Um, and we want Can, AFL to stick around. Totally. So in terms of the fixture, obviously they got the week uh, by normally by the, you know, between the end of the season and the start of the finals. Obviously we've got to get rid of that. That's yeah. I've if never been a fan go, anyway. anyway, just, yeah, just go. Yeah, so we've got one week up our sleeve. Uh, so how long is which, this sort of exodus going to be? That's the question. Which can I just throw out there as well? They're talking about potentially bringing the AFL forward a week. So get the grand final done a week earlier. If COVID somehow plays out and we're okay to travel again, WA gets the grand final, Geelong's in it. Forty and I will be in Perth for that weekend horse. I was now, actually thinking what? that. I was like... We will yeah, be we're, there. We're in Perth the week before the grand final. So, so therefore, horse, you have to come be, with us. I'll be changing my flights because we're coming back <laughs> the day before and I'll be staying there a couple more days. Don't you worry about that. But Ford, if it's the week earlier, we're already there. Well, that's true as well. So <laughs> I don't there's think many they're, they're, not bringing, they're not bringing the grand final forward. No, well, they're, they're talking about trying to fast track the season. That's one of yep. the options that they've got. So Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Look, and I know... On a positive note, the New South Wales government have said, although we won't house teams at the moment, we have a couple of great removalists who are quite happy to help <laughs> oh, anyone who needs so. anyone who needs some help moving teams across all the team gear and stuff. They'll will send a truck to anywhere in Australia, and we'll pick up all your gear and take you maybe over to Western Australia. So wouldn't that be great? <laughs> too soon, too soon, horse. I- Hey, boys, can I throw this out to you, Horst? What's the deal with Geelong not being able to play Richmond at our home ground, considering there is no crowd? This is. What what is? That's a farce. It's an absolute farce. The AFL have used the excuse that they need to keep a certain quota of games for the signage at the MCG because, you know, you can't transfer electronic signs nowadays. That's very difficult. Um, on a USB to move them across, even though it's Geelong's yeah. home game anyway. Home game, exactly. Yeah. And the signage would be Geelong's Ford and everything else coming around because that it's their sponsors who get promoted regardless. Uh, look, if you ask Caro, you know, Caro's Arrow, she had <laughs> Caro's a Caro's Arrow? Oh. What did she say? Well, she's a parochial Tigers supporter. So oh, she just course. wants the game at the MCG. Her, her argument was quite flawed. She's saying, well, if they want to win a final, if they want to win a grand final, they need to win it. Oh, I hate MCG. that argument. Yeah, but you know what? 
They needed to win it at the Gabba last year, and who knows where the heck it will be this year. Let's be honest. It's not yep. guaranteed to beat the MCG. So what you actually have to do is get there. And everyone's got their little advantages. Everyone else has their home grounds and their ways of doing things. So if Geelong wants to play their game at um, Skilled Stadium, Simmons Stadium, I'm getting worked up, GMHBA, GMHBA. Stadium. <laughs> Kenny oh, Park. Whatever <laughs> Park. Whatever we want to call it, yeah, should be allowed to. It's that simple. Absolutely. Can I just, can I just say this? If I, if I jump on the, if I just jump on the other side, just just for a moment. Okay. If Caro. there is no, if, if there is, if there is no crowds, <laughs> like, does it actually really matter where it's played? The dimensions of the ground, the weather. Of course, it does. I think just the familiarity of having your home your ground, rooms, your home I'm, rooms, everything like I that. Think, I just... think forty. I think forty thousand Geelong fans makes a huge advantage to you guys. But do you think the ground itself? Is that big of an advantage? I, I think it's the familiarity with yeah. um, just the home ground of being at Geelong. Um, in, Ca- I mean, Caro's seven as, minutes. Yeah, well, Caro's argument is flawed. Like you say, we've played enough games at the MCG to know that we can play well at the MCG. We don't need to play Richmond, who's not going to make the finals, to prove that we can play at the MCG. So, w- w- what does it matter us playing at GMHBA? I just think AFL is just being ridiculous yep yep i think let's be honest the afl want richmond to be in the finals don't they certainly in their best interest one of the biggest massive fan base yeah yep so they want to make sure that people are watching during the finals they need their biggest teams in there thank you very much they're going to do all they can to make sure richmond get there totally yeah but i don't reckon they will be I reckon I did say that I think that the cream will rise to the top, but that cream might rise. <laughs> Only a couple of episodes ago, we were calling them uh, the premiership favourites still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> 12 weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, yeah. all the best to the Storm versus the Cowboys this week. <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys are, the, are here. That's amazing. Can I say, Friendy, you are one of the most emotionally roller coaster supporters <laughs> when it comes in particularly <laughs> now, the AFL. <laughs> I, I had a mate during the week who said to me, you know, oh yeah, he's a big West Coast fan. And he goes, you know, we're getting smashed by Fox Footy at the moment because we've just been playing like trash. I said, no, 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 no. They've been getting smashed at by Fox Footy during the week. The reason why I say they and not we is because if they're not going to show me any effort, I'm not going to give them any effort. That's how it works <laughs> in my household. Like we won last week against Adelaide. Great game. We're on the up, I think, but they gave me no effort for three weeks. Why should I give them effort in return? Would, would you suggest that maybe a fair weather supporter horse? I, I would think that's quite a fair. No, no, no. Just some, just some, <laughs> you know what? If, the, if you're going to give me that treatment, I'm going to give you that treatment in return. You know, like, Two, oh, two wrongs enough. make a right. <laughs> hey, hey, Forty, the, the funniest thing was a couple of weeks ago when when Friendy messaged on that Monday here we, night here we go. at 10 here o'clock or whatever, like, I'm out. That's it. It's over. <laughs> yes, this is good. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, uh, yep. that was like a who cares game. Monday night, oh, I guess West North, Coast I guess versus Melbourne. North Melbourne. Oh. I was like, yeah. what? I'd I, actually I, forgotten that game was on. I had so not watched I. any of it. <laughs> I, I, I thought the round was over. <laughs> Sorry, West Coast and North. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, yeah, up, the, up the mighty storm. Let's go. Storm. That, was a, that, was a, that was a low moment. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's move on. So, 40, last time we spoke, we had some ideas who was taking home Charlie. Um, mm. So, let's talk football for a minute here, not just the logistics of it and being a fair weather supporter. Yep. Who's winning the Brownlow? We're 19 rounds. We're about to start round 19. Is the yep. Bond the out-and-out favourite, or is there someone else you think who is making a late charge? Well, I reckon there's a couple making some late charges, but, I mean, Bond by far, you know, is certainly the favourite. Uh, he's he's uh, strong odds on sports bet, let me just tell you right then. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, obviously, we had Petrarca had a great start, but I think he's drifted now. But I, I would suggest Darcy Parrish and Ollie Wines have, have made a late charge, have put their foot on the pedal. And um, yep. But I'd also say maybe a sneaky outlier because we love a bit of a, you know, a sneaky outlier if you're a bit of a betting person. Yep. Um, I'd say Sam Walsh oh, could, yeah. could be thereabouts. Yeah, I, for that sure. Would spot 
Now, I put a sneaky pun on Cam Guthrie after his hot yeah, patch. No. And um, <laughs> look, I, I don't think there's any chance of that Not happening now. So, no. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be my pick, sir, horse. Yeah, no, I like it. I like that, Smokey. Friendy, what are your thoughts on Sam Walsh? All right, he's played a couple of good games. Like, let's not just get let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. He's played his last two games have been rippers, but he went a bit quiet for a few rounds. I think the Bont, the Bont could win this. All right, he he's a big call. Okay, yep. uh, the Bont could win this by a record margin. Wow, in the Brownlow, no. That's what, what, what's the record? I don't know. How many votes? Awesome. Oh, oh mate, John, John I John he Farnham. could win this. Is that he the could record? win this by seven. He could That's win this by seven to ten, seven to ten votes. I reckon Bont's going to win by. No. Oh, you're saying the 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 most the the he'll record the biggest like the most amount of like votes from first to or the biggest first to second. Or the biggest the biggest margin of winning. Biggest margin so. from first to second. I think Bont is going to win by this year. That's right. that's how. That would be a great it. fact. Check, I reckon. I reckon, I reckon. I reckon Dusty Martin did it a few years ago when Paddy was not eligible to win and he should have won and they didn't give him both. Mm. Spot on, Matthew. 2017 is the greatest margin and that was 11 votes between Dustin Martin, who got 36 votes, and Tom Mitchell on 25. What round do you think Bont would win if that's the case, Friendy? What round do you reckon he has it wrapped up by? He's already won now. I reckon he he could rest the rest of the season he's won. So I reckon we're at round nineteen. Round this week. I reckon round. I reckon round seventeen. He's got it wrapped up. Round seventeen, wow, eighteen wrapped up. That's massive call. Huge call. But he's made, He's what, been so good. Like every game I watch him, he does something where I go, he, "That's a standout." He's going to get a vote. He's, yeah, he's that type of player, isn't he? he? He's. It's not one of those. You look at the end and go, "Oh wow, he had that many votes." You you see what he does. You see yeah, everything. And, and there's four rounds left. He could he could easily have twenty two to twenty five votes right now. Already yeah. with four rounds to go. But that's yeah, no, not enough. No, that's not enough. No, certainly not enough. That that's not ridiculous. What you just gave us is we're most twenty five votes. <laughs> no, but I but I he reckon have, I, he I, could I, have twenty two votes by the end But, of but name name yep. someone else name someone else right now that would have eighteen votes, fifteen, eighteen votes. Name someone else. Maybe Clayton um, Oliver. Oh, over over his mate, um, Petrarca. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's had he's had the more consistent season quite comfortably, and this is that'd where... be very interesting because Petrarca gets all the media hype. Yeah, because because he looks good, you know. And Clayton he is an attractive man, isn't he? Yeah, Clary's a he's a ginger Adonis, but he's he's a pasty <laughs> ginger. At the end of the day, he has you know he will get overlooked because of the way that Petrarca looks when he's playing. But you know, I would say. Okay, maybe it's not clear in front, but um, I'm looking at the afl.com.au uh, predictor and they've got Oliver in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games already scoring votes. Really? Yeah. Really? As, a, as opposed to Petrarca in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So two more games. And they've also got him with a lot more threes and twos according to this Um they have won a lot of games, haven't they? They've won a lot of games. What about David Mundy? He, he'd be the dark horse, David Mundy. I was actually going to say, Dave Mundy, I reckon he'll start strong, but obviously he'll fade. Yeah, he could have. He could certainly have three or four best on grounds by round six. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. A 36-year-old. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, uh, Bontempelli is the one to catch, isn't he? Yeah, I think we all agree. Yep. Still four rounds left. Four best on Cam, Cam Guthrie. Cam Guthrie could make a strong finish. 12 votes. Come on. Boom. I believe in you, Cam. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's a good place to really end with the AFL. And I'm going to hand it over to you, Forty, to chat about the NBA. Big day. Big day in the oh. NBA today. Massive day. Well, the day that we are recording, it is... Milwaukee Bucks have taken out the NBA Finals. They are the champions. Uh, Giannis has finally done it. Uh, he's not the only Antikanupo brother that has now got a championship. Um, but let's reflect. I thought, let's just jump back in, just jump straight into this, boys. Let's ref- reflect on a particular matchup 
uh, a couple of rounds ago, Brooklyn v Milwaukee. Mm. Now, I think we all can agree that we all sort of said, whoever wins this matchup is going to win the championship. And now Phoenix were a formidable uh, opponent, opponent and had a magical run, but I think as soon as uh, Milwaukee took out Brooklyn, and uh, for me, I was I certainly was still a believer when they were two 0 down, and they've now been able to win four in a row in the finals after being two zero down to Phoenix. Um, what Giannis was able to do in that final closing game with fifty points, uh, dropping five blocks, um, you know. Great supporting cast called Chris Middleton. I wouldn't say he's a supporting cast. He was, you know, winning games for them. Drew Holiday, amazing. Um, just, boys, what are your reactions Bobby to Portis. Milwaukee winning? Bobby, let's all chant Bobby. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, yeah, what are your reactions, Friendy? Well, I said to, uh, I sent a couple of messages to some mates today saying that Bobby Porters and Brooke Lopez tonight when they're celebrating are going to get up to some weird things because there's, there's some strange <laughs> fellas between those two. Um, one, one of them's I, I getting really, a black eye. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was really <laughs> torn torn for this final series because I have a, a very big soft spot for uh, Chris Paul. I would love to see him get a championship, but I love Giannis as well, so I'm super happy for him. And what he's achieved at 20... I can't believe he's 26. He hasn't even hit his prime yet. It's really scary. Mm. Um, but I think the biggest... The biggest thing I've learned from this is is the leadership from Monty Williams has been so impressive. I, he's my he's my new favorite coach from the, the Phoenix Suns. I, I just love how he goes about it. I'd love to see Phoenix run it back and hopefully add add a sneaky piece um, because they've got a great great young core there, and I, I, I'd like to see them back there again next mm. year. Awesome um, young core, I, Chris Paul, the spring chicken. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> Well, does he stay? Is is probably is a, the a discussion for an, is probably a discussion for another time. But um, well, I did I did have that question down, Freddy. Um, Does CP three roll it back again? Because he's he's next year. He's on a forty four player option, forty four million. Can Phoenix, uh, you know, book? A, they've got to obviously sign Aiton to a big contract. He's still in his rookie contract next season, but. Cameron Payne is going to have to get paid more than what he's like under two million. There's it's going to he's be just interesting. Come back from China. He needs to wait his turn. It's going to be interesting to see how they manage their salary. I, I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on whether you think they can roll it back and and go out again. Here's the scenario I'd like to see play out. If Chris Paul does want to leave for whatever reason, how about this for I think a win-win? Uh, Chris Paul and Simmons swap places. Now you've got to put some other pieces around it, but imagine Ben Simmons with Booker and Aiton and Chris Paul at Philly. I think it, it's a win-win for both teams. Make it happen. Uh, I just don't think Ben Simmons is just, he's not going to stretch the floor. Like Chris Paul clutch. Some of his threes clutch. They'd have to add some strong um, wing, wing players to, to compensate without Chris Paul, I would suggest. But um Okay, yeah, Freddie's muted himself and uh, he's just exited <laughs> from that conversation. Great. But uh, yeah, uh, Horse, what are your reactions to the NBA finals? Milwaukee? Oh, pretty winning. similar to all you guys. Look, at the end of the day, I'm pretty excited for Giannis. He deserves it. He's, you know, it was the question that was hanging over him. He'd won two MVPs, but he hadn't had success in the playoffs whatsoever. And not only did he have success today, it's his championship. He is the reason why the Milwaukee Bucks are now NBA champions. Um, and what he did coming back from an, a knee injury, such a mm. short time out. And then, you know, not just to get out there and be doing his 20 and 10, but, you know, 40 and 10 and then 50 and 10 and, and the five blocks, yep. like he had a crucial block a couple of games back as well. You know, it's, it's his championship and there's no doubt that he is one of the greatest players in the NBA at the moment for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking I had a soft spot for Phoenix too, Freddie. I really love yeah, yeah. the no, me too, way they played, and but and I, I just thought, yeah, thinking about who the two teams who would recover. I think Phoenix are a much younger side. I think if Milwaukee lost, I think it was potentially going to hurt them more than it hurts Phoenix. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I actually think it was a six-game series. It would have been great to go to seven. It was a phenomenal final series. I think people were a bit disappointed with the two teams that were in it because of the great teams that missed out. But it was a great final series. Like, it'll go down as one of the all-time greats, I think. It was it was great totally. competition. 
But I, I'd I'd sort of come back at that and say I think it's great to see two sort of small market teams in the finals. You don't have your big market teams for once. The last time Milwaukee won a championship was 50 years ago. Mm. Uh, I, I think it's great for the league to see some of these other teams actually getting a chance to win a championship. So one player in that team had played finals prior, and that was Jay Crowder. So it's it's awesome to see new players on the big stage um, yeah, going going at it. I think that's mm. great for the game. Yep, yep, for sure. So, yeah, well, I was going to say, moving on from maybe the finals, obviously now it's amazing. Devin Booker is going to now the Olympics to play in Team USA. There's obviously been a couple of little changes to that team mm. with, um, I believe, Zach Levine is in health and safety protocols. He has been cleared and can rejoin the team. Um, we also had Kevin Love leave the team, which I thought, yep. what was Kevin Love doing in the team anyway? <laughs> he thought it was the Masters game. He thought he was going yeah, to go over 40s. <laughs> exactly. Now, Javal, exactly. Now, Javal's been sent. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? So, uh, boys. There's uh, one other as that... well. There was one other. Who else? Was, who... But for, for to add to your point, they were saying today that uh, not only has Devin Booker lost the finals, he's got to fly to Tokyo with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. So that'll be a nice <laughs> plane trip, won't it? Uh, I think they all have a, I think it'll be a good, they seem all good blokes. So I reckon yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But like, imagine that team. I think it's going to be amazing to see uh, Team USA uh, playing at the Olympics, even though they've had a bit of a rocky start. They haven't, they've had, they've had guys playing for them that are not even going to make the third Team USA team. So um, it's going to be exciting, I think, watching um, them go at it. And I think they, I, I still think they're probably, they're not a certainty with, to win the gold medal, but they've got to be the favorites. Oh, yeah. They'll, they should win it. Um, just before we move on, boys, I just wanted to mention we've obviously had, this is crazy to think, you know, in off season, the finals have just finished. And we've also had eight head coaching hires um, happen. We've also had a trade, which was the Kemba Walker trade. Now we're going straight into the summer um, games um, for NBA Summer League. And then obviously the draft is coming up in eight days. Uh, Free agents uh, signing. It's just, it's all happening. It's not going to stop. And then before we know it, the season starts, I think, Mm. Is it the end of October? They're going to obviously start the season. I think they want to start at a normal starting date yep. uh, for next season. So I think, again, just a credit that they're able to complete this season mm, under sure. the circumstances. Um, but now, it's just going to be nonstop, I think. A friend of mine uh, has put this out there a few times saying that, you know, last year the NBA title, there was an asterisk. They, you know, they were calling it the asterisk title. But really... Last year, they had a good time off before mm. they went into the mm. bubble. People were yep. at their peak fitness. It was probably one of the hardest fought ones. And then this year, we've actually, we've rushed through. We've had a shorter preseason. We've had all of the protocol stuff during the year. We've had the most number of injuries. If anything, yep. this one should actually be more of an asterisk than last year. What do you guys think about that thought? I agree. Yeah, I would say yes. I mean, I, I don't want to take anything away from Milwaukee because I think, yep, they've probably been the best team arguably over the last two to three years in terms of regular season and stuff. But mm. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, fully healthy. With if James Harden doesn't go down and Kyrie doesn't go down, very hard to beat Brooklyn. Um, if if LeBron doesn't go down and AD don't go down, well, then they probably come out of the West. So there probably is an asterisk, but I'm not angry about it. Not not too no. upset about it. So. No. I think is you can't do anything about it. They can only do what's in front of you. And there's been a lot of teams that were hard done by. We talked about that last season, our last episode. Yep. Even the top four teams that finished last season didn't. Well, Denver got through to second round, but then got swept. So you can't, uh, you know, you can't downplay that short yeah. preseason for those teams, and yep. then the impact of COVID and yep. injuries. For sure, and 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 for just to your point just before about the the NBA coaches and the changes and whatnot, just a quick quick little shout out to we always the NBL is getting stronger every single year. We're getting NBA talent coming back. We've just heard Matthew Dellavedova Dela signed three years for Melbourne United. 
But big shout out to Trevor Gleeson, the five-time Perth Wildcats championship head coach. He's just signed a contract to be the, the next assistant coach for the Toronto Raptors, which wow. I'd, have wow. to check the, I'd have to check the facts. That may be the first time an NBL head coach has gone over to be a coach in the NBA. So Trevor Gleeson, wow. Gleeson Brett, Brett shout Brown. out to you. Um, Brett Brown. Well, did he, there we go. He, I, I, t- I take away was, my I take away my comment. Well, Australian because Brett Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Australian. Yeah. Yeah. But Lindsay Gaze has been up there. Surely, horse. Did he go oh, to the NBA? I think he. Um, I think he coached the world. Um, when we took on the aliens of Mars back in seventy <laughs> four, you might remember that game. It was uh, loosely the uh, the inspiration for Space Jam. Anyway. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Melbourne Tigers team, they brought it back with Dave Simmons, Brad Key, Gaze, Copeland. Dave Colbert. Giddy. Warwick Giddy, yeah. <laughs> Brett, Brett Rainbow, white man can't jump. <laughs> oh, Brett Rainbow, come on. Didn't play, actually play a game, just was the dunking <laughs> champion. Yep. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Just got a tip-top contract. <laughs> anyway. That's how well, you know you've of course. It. Very good. I reckon um, we've wrapped up the NBA well. Yep. We're going to have lots more to talk about. Um, yep. The, in the new season will be weeks. Yep. We yep. Sorry for talking over you at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Friendy, I'm going to throw to you yes. now for some. Uh, oh, I don't even know. I think we're allowed to say it because let's be honest, we're not earning any money from this podcast. <laughs> we're not a competition to Channel 7. No, no. Well, it'd, it'd be against the common man uh, etiquette to be. Uh, Receiving, <laughs> receiving sponsorship it or something. Be. Horse. It would be. I thought you were going to say it was. It would be against the common man. Um, we'd be. We'd be out of touch. Anything but this, we would be. Yeah, um, we'd be out of touch. Oh, look, I'm too scared to say it straight away, so I'm just going to call it the big O. Um, you look, <laughs> Friendy, are you looking forward to uh, reaching the big O on Friday? <laughs> Uh, well, look, we're just going to rip the band-aid off your horse and uh, we're going to talk about maybe the most controversial Olympic segment that you've ever heard about. Um, Could we just call it Tokyo 2020? Tokyo oh, no. 2020. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Tokyo. Uh, anyway, well, I'm just going to give you guys a bit of an update of where we're at with the Olympics. Obviously, the um, at, from recording this, we're, we're only a couple of days away from the opening ceremony. Mm. But I just thought I'd go through um, three segments with you, or, th- or three different groups of the bad, the good, and the great of the Olympics so far, and what we can look forward to heading into this. So, lads, strap in, listen to some of this because it's some of it you you've, you would never even think of it in your wild wildest dreams. But I'm going to start. Do you, want, the- do you want me to go? I'll get a coffee or something. I'll come back. In. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you're going to want it. You get forward. You're going to want to listen to this. Uh, in fact, if, uh, if you want to fold, if you want to fold some of your Woolworths bags while you're listening to this, go for it. Yeah, I might get a few. Um, sure. Shout out to Woolworths who are handing out the uh, Olympic stickers as well. By the way, um, not a sponsor yet. Um, so anyway, we're gonna we're gonna listen to the bad of the Olympics first. Yep. So far, Poland, right? They've already they've already had to kick six people off their Olympics team. Unbelievable, because they sent too many swimmers. They sent twenty three. They were only allowed to send seventeen. That's the bad so far at the Olympics. Unbelievable. Yeah, that is like, unbelievable. How does that even happen? Next one, the Norway <laughs> the Norway beach handball women's team has caused a big stir. They're heading into the Olympics. They've just won the European Championship, or they were they were in the European Championship. And they didn't I, wear bikini. Oh. didn't wear bikini bottoms. Horse. Wow. They didn't wear bikini bottoms. They wore they bike shorts. They wore bike shorts, and it oh, is against you protocol. You have yeah. to wear. You have to wear bikini bottoms, otherwise you can't play. It's right. caused a big stir. Very yeah. controversial. I thought you were going to. Um, I thought you were going to say. Yeah, that, I thought they were nude. Yeah, they, <laughs> no, were they, bottom, they, they had nothing from the waist they, down. They didn't go nude, but it has caused a big stir and some people are starting to protest the beach handball. Just watch this space for that uh, that Norway team coming over to the Olympics. So yep. um, I didn't even know beach handball was a sport or at the Olympics. So there you go. Um, we've already uh, touched on the USA basketball. Obviously, Bradley Bill has left because of protocol. That's bad for the Olympics. Uh, that was the see? other one. Yeah. Yes. yeah Bradley. So, you know, it was Bradley um, Bill. Also, equestrian, which I don't know if any of you guys care about equestrian. Yeah, but, I know uh, one actually. I, I yeah, actually don't mind a good horse, right? Yeah, for this one, this is a this sad is one, man. This is an Aussie. So, Jamie, 
Jamie Kermond, I've probably pronounced that wrong. I don't even care because you're a cheater, mate. Well, um, think- he's an Australian equestrian who tested positive for, for uh, cocaine. Horse, do you have any more information on that? Uh, on what cocaine is? Why are you <laughs> implying that I know what? It just I seemed like you about- had a comment. To- <laughs> well, you are horse. You are the man, the horse. I am when it comes to a question. That is my nickname. Well, it's true. No, no. I was just going to say you pronounce it like Kerman's Hamburgers. Which is oh, a right, wonderful right. institution. It's, it's spelled okay, the same way. There you go. Anyway, continue. No, and my last bad is um. We well, haven't even finished. What happened? No, well, he I got kicked you... off. He's been he's been sent home, hasn't he? Oh yeah, but you know there was more to that. Oh no, no, tell me more. Oh, like please the, tell Australia's highest equestrian, whatever they're called, male, um, equestrian rider. He didn't make the team, and the coat guy did. Um, because the coat right. guy had like links with one of the selectors, was one of his sponsors, and so oh. and in the equestrian world, they were saying it was like picking someone over Ash Barty to represent Australia in women's tennis. It was the equivalent. So, so the top ranked guy didn't get to go, and it was like this guy was ranked a thousand. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So, so can can our top ranked guy now replace him? I think so. If he wants to, does he want to? Yeah, he probably know. feels a bit. Yeah, snub. I feel, like, I, feel like you, I feel like you're not going to say no to an Olympic. Or is it uh, too late? I don't know. Well, well, that's true. Anyway, that's in my bad books. I I wasn't happy about that. It's un-Australian, and it's not very common manish. Mm. Like, no, right. that's out and of touch. My, my last bad for the Olympics is, um, and oh, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm I'm disappointed. But the Liz Cambridge debacle with the Opals, yeah. like. You know, some of the reports I'm hearing, Andrew Bogut's gone to town with it, but um, she's been, well, I feel like she's probably been kicked off the team, but they've come out and said that it is mental health stuff going on. And we need to pay respect to that. If it is mental health issues, we hope she gets right and gets well. Yeah. But there's been issues that she's caused for a few, few, I'd say a couple of years now. And Liz, you're one of the best in the world. We'd love to have you on our team, but you've got to come with that Australian spirit, that Australian fight. And um, Ford, I don't know if you wanted to add something to that, but it's not good, is it? No, I would probably in line a bit with what's happening with Ben Simmons. You know, they use these other excuses why, but yeah, there's Mm. obviously mental health is coming into play. But I think looking at the positive, because we don't want to dwell on the negative of these people who are great players, but may bring down the chemistry of boomers and opals. uh, I think... You look at the positive, Sarah Blitzarves gets a chance. Well, now. hold that but, thought, Ford. Hold that thought, okay? We're in the bad okay. category at the well, moment. Just hold was, that thought. Okay. Well, I was bringing the negative to the positive. Yeah, but friend. no, so, that's, that's a later category. You want to stay in the dark. No, we're going to the good. Yeah. There's still the great to come, Ford. You're getting ahead of the game. Oh, sorry. Was, Let's, but that's a wow. good segue. How, okay. how long is this segment going to be? Yeah, I was going to say, this is taking for a while. Strap yourselves in, I said, lads. Now, the good. I'll race through this. The good about the Olympics is there is going to be no sex at the Olympics. There is no sex because they've got the no sex beds. Okay. <laughs> that's what, gonna, can you explain? Yeah. What do you mean? Brandy? All I've been told is no that there's, there's these things called no and sex beds. And also, bed, you know, mate. like you, you're speaking for everyone else saying that's a good thing. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying they're going to be focused. They're going to be on. Right. right they're not going to be worried about. Is there going know, to be a lot of sexual tension? <laughs> well, generally there is. Up frustration. So there's some beds that have been made out of cardboard, which apparently um, it's going to stop the uh, the um, the sex from happening at the Olympics, guys. So that's all I've been told. So whatever. Well, at least that's... at least a few rounds of it. You know, could probably, yes, they yes, could probably correct. get a few in before it got a, a bit moist. The bed and it just sort of well, oh, <laughs> well, let's, uh, moving let's, on, anyway, moving let's, on. Let's move on from that, hey, guys. Now this one, this one is a good story. The uh, the weightlifting Ugandan or Ugandan sensation Julius Seti Toleko mm. has been found. He's oh, been found, lads. So uh, he's the sensation weightlifter from Uganda, but he didn't actually make the team. And when he found out that he didn't make the team when he was in Tokyo, he decided to leave the Olympic Village, um, did a runner. And um, he was found 160 kilometres away from the Olympic Village. Um, but it's good news. He's been found, guys, and he's been sent back to Uganda. So great news there for Julius, the weightlifting sensation. And, yeah, and um, you know how they found him. 
How did they find him, horse? Oh well, he was the only he was the only man in the uh, in the local village who was lifting a mini over his head. <laughs> Said, "I don't think this guy's from around here." <laughs> Why is he holding up? <laughs> and uh, and the last good news here, guys, before we get on to the great, is um, Australia has kicked off their camp, the Olympic campaign against Japan in the softball with the women's. Yes. The Olympics has started, even though it's before the um, before the uh, the opening ceremony. We've kicked it off. We lost eight one, but it's good to see the Olympics has finally kicked off. We're up and running. We're off and going. And um, all the very best to the Australian women's. Softball team. Great. Now, uh, Friendy, can you get into the great? Because Ford yeah, is, actually, this is it, mate. He's literally falling asleep <laughs> on his chair he's now. Done, he's done. Now, this is the great Ford. Get up and about for this. Get up and about Ford because the first great off the bat, raise your glass. Brisbane has won the rights to the 2032 Olympics. How are we feeling about that, lads? Oh, this is great. This great is for great Australia. News. It is excellent. It's news. great. I'm not sure if it's, it's making Australia great again. I'm not sure if it's the thing you put in great for what I'm looking forward to for this Olympic. <laughs> no, it's my in eleven it's, no, years time. We'll... It had to come. It had <laughs> to come long through. Plebis, plebisek, 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 blah, 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 She's there fighting Ple- the case for plebisek. us. Right? Plebisek. Plebisek. There you go. Um, two other greats. Two other greats, and we're done. Okay. Can we get around our, our two flag bearers? I think it's the first time we've had two in the one go. But we've got Kate Campbell, Patty Mills. This is great for the Olympics. Patty Mills, congratulations, mate. The first Indigenous athlete mm. to fly the flag, um, which I was surprised that Kathy Freeman didn't do that in 2000. I thought she was one. No, Obviously no, she, she, was the, uh, she was the last one with the torch. With the torch, yes. There you yeah. go. There you go. Um, so that's that's in the great category. And the last one, which Ford did, uh, he started to steal the thunder. Um, big shout out to Geelong superstar, Geelong Supercat. Um, she she wasn't in the team and she's been uh, replaced. She's the re- replacement elevated. for Liz Cambridge. She's been elevated. elevated. Sarah Blixars, the younger sister of Mark Blixars, the Geelong Cat superstar. Um, get up and about for her. She's made her first Olympics. She's following in the footsteps of her mum and dad, who were both Olympians. Um, great achievement. Get around the Geelong local, Sarah Blixarves. Great for the Olympics. Yep. Absolutely. 100% Awesome, friendly. guys. Sure. Glad you were happy about that. Before we got no, you back, good. No, yeah, no. yeah I'm, I'm here. I've just, just sort of had a bit of a break there. <laughs> but um, hey guys, I got, a, I got two... <laughs> I've got two more things. I've got okay. two more things for you. Let's just okay. lean back. We'll lean back for a second. It's over time. We've got it now. Over time now. You just some events. Just some events to look out for this Olympics is obviously the basketball. We want to see some medals won. First time potentially for the Boomers to win a medal. Okay. We want to see the Boomers Come win on. a medal. Come on, Boomers. Come on, Do the Boomers. The country. Get up and, Come on, Boomers. Get up and about for the Boomers. Um, Come on. Boom, and dog. obviously, sw- swimming, gymna- gymnastics is one to look out for, particularly the event where uh, you get to see on, on show the Seven Batter and the Hello Boys. Um, that'll yes. be making a return. <laughs> so uh, keep an eye out for that. And, guys, the question I want to leave you with, okay? Oh, there's a this question. Is the, this is the question. question. Yes. This wow. Is, this okay. is the question. Okay. okay. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. I'm is ready. Is it time? Okay, Here we go. Is it time to get rid of weightlifting as a sport Altogether. Now, hear me out before you get straight into it. Oh, we've been hearing you. We've there, been waiting. <laughs> there has been 110 cases of cheating in the weightlifting sport. They, wow. They've lost 49 medals in total. It's the most by the length of the Flemington of, of the amount of cheats in one sport. It's just a debacle. The sport's a debacle. Is it time to get rid of weightlifting, lads? I'll leave that with you, and I'm out. Um, I don't really care. Horse? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't really watch the weightlifting. I'm always worried that the you know the sphincter is going to get a bit of a, a tear. So <laughs> the, the old, I'm always I'm always worried about that myself. Actually. You know, I'm like, oh, jeez, oh, oh, yep, the, yeah, that's it, the pupil valve. Um, we don't want to see that go. Yeah. But I mean, it is a very traditional sport when it comes to association with the Olympics. Um, it would be a shame to see it go. But you're right, for any there's a lot of cheats in it. I don't know. Yep. Look, I'm just happy to say uh, whatever you guys reckon. Yeah. Well, that's all for the big O, horse. We're almost going to wrap up this week slash month in sport. Before we do, had to mention Ash Barty because Wimbledon was just a couple of weeks ago now. Um, 
amazing, amazing effort. Congratulations to Ash. Some are saying after the injury, it is it is one of those um, individual efforts you'll never see probably in our lifetime again. And I'm putting it up there as one of the best individual efforts. Lifetime. Whoa. Hey, well. Wow. Hey, That's how much massive. how much longer have you got left? Forty. Well, By the looks of. Jeez, uh, I don't want to hazard a guess, but. <laughs> Man, my cholesterol could be going. Yeah. It could be uh, not long. If hey, we're spending so. a lot more time in lockdown, it's going to certainly impact me and my life. <laughs> Your life, my lifespan. Yeah, expectancy, life expectancy is uh, yeah. reducing significantly. No, I hope not. <laughs> so a, a good effort is really what we're saying. Forty, surely you agree with that great effort oh 100% Ash Barty she's a champion and uh, we're proud of her I looked at the time this is 55 minutes of this month in sport well Freddie's chatted about 15 great, minutes on uh, Olympics great knowledge oh, but you can't get that time back it's, it's exactly great you can't you get that time back Freddie. <laughs> you just said it on that note leave it here uh, for this week slash month in sport Chuck another shrimp on the barbie, mate. It's time for the grill. Oh, yeah. Well, we are back at the grill. We're at the Olympic grill today. We're in, uh, we've been whisked away to Tokyo and they don't um, cook too much on the grill. We've got uh, some squid on a stick. Where I was going to say maybe some calamari rings, like to represent the uh, Olympic symbol, maybe, horse. Yeah. We'll take that squid and we'll call it calamari because it's the same thing, except we'll wrap them into rings. So beautiful segue, lovely segue. And today we're going to ask um, questions that are purely based on the big O. And yes. So the OG has been announced for Brisbane 2032 and it's got me excited. Probably the, the thing I'm most excited about is they've got 11 years for um, coming up with the most incredible opening ceremony for the games i'm putting the question out there guys what's it going to involve what's something you would like to see at the brisbane opening ceremony there there's 11 years a lot can happen in 11 years who knows where we'll be at with technology but right here right now if you could envisage the most perfect opening ceremony Mm. what's happening 40 what's happening at your opening ceremony in brisbane well, I'm trying to think what's uh, synonymous with uh, Queensland, with Brisbane, uh, to, you know, the mascot cane that toads. could be cane toads. That's a bit more f- bit of FNQ, isn't it? Uh, but I suppose it's still the same state. Um, but, you know, the mascot could be born this year, of course. 2021 <laughs> could be in the 2032 Olympics. Wait, are we talking... Normally, the mascots are animals. Yeah, the okay. Well, that, like it was Sid, Millie, and Ollie back in two thousand. The so the so what was what's the name? In, what's the name in Sydney Olympic? She, you know, Nikki Webster. What well, what, what did they call her? She was a just a performer. Yeah, she okay. was she was like the centerpiece, the the main performance. She so, was the storyteller so, and yeah. tied it all together. Okay, Is that what you're talking yep. about. Yeah, well, okay, let's, okay, this is what I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, I reckon the Irwins, the Irwins have got to make an appearance, you know, Queensland up in the Sunshine Coast, uh, Australia Zoo. Let's just bring all the animals, animals to Brisbane. <laughs> let's, let's just put them on show. Um, just have a show with uh, Bindi and um, what's his name? <laughs> Maybe Bob. they can do something. Bob. Bob, that's the guy. Yeah, Not Bob. Steve. Bob, not Bobby Portis, Bob, Bob Irwin. And uh, maybe they, they have to be a part of the can you part of it, up? surely. I've got, can, help can me you out to this. this I, throw me a bone. Sounding great Look, so far. I have this philosophy. If it ain't broke, why fix it? You know, the greatest Olympics ever was Sydney. Let's yep. run it back. Let's bring back Nikki. Let's bring back Vanessa Amorosi. Let's bring back let's bring back uh, Tino Arena. Let's bring back John Farnham. John Farnham. Human nature. Let's 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 run it back. Let's run Kathy it Freeman. back. Kathy Freeman. could compete. I, I like mean, it. all you're gonna do, all you're gonna do is add in a guy Sebastian and a, I don't know, who else we got out there? Stan Walker. He's oh, a Kiwi boy. He's a Kiwi. Well, there you go. So we don't even have him. 
So the Veronica's, got... the Veronica's will be there, sure. Nah, not Eleven sure years time. We'll have I reckon it. Nick. I reckon Nick Kyrgios should host it. He should be the MC for the night <laughs> with Bernard Tommy, maybe. <laughs> Hamish and Andy, surely. Hamish Look. and Andy would be a great host, wouldn't they? I've yeah. never, I've never really come across like a comedic duo hosting the Olympics opening ceremony, but that's okay. <laughs> it's very, it's very formal, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. Um, and I'm really surprised that neither of you came up with this idea because, Friendy, you did say let's wind back the clock, and I suppose if we want to wind back the clock to the greatest um, sporting, uh, homegrown sports entertainment of any sports event in Australia's history, it's pretty obvious what we need to do. Um, we're in Queensland. We're near Movie World. We need to get the Batmobile. We need to get Angry Anderson on the back of the Batmobile. Oh, no. Doing a lap, singing Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory. Whoa, we're bound for glory. Can you imagine that? We would be like around the world. They'd be going, what is this small ball? <laughs> you know what they'd be saying? You know why be saying? is the Batmobile is- here? <laughs> This is the new meatloaf. That's what they'll be saying. <laughs> I did think meatloaf, but it's 2032. No offense, meatloaf. I don't think you're going to be around by then. Is he still around? He's still around, isn't he? He's still around. Okay. He's still still around. alive. That's John Bon Jovi, isn't it? We could, well, let's get Bonnie while we're here. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've really lost our train of thought. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Now, Forty, I think you've also got a question while this... Uh, I do. I do. We're, um, we're waiting. <laughs> while we're waiting for our calamari. Uh, yeah. are, we, are, we still, are we still talking about the Channel 7 Olympics or we moved on from the Channel 7 Olympics? What? What? Isn't it called the Channel 7 Olympics? We can't just say the, the, the big O. You've got to say Channel 7 in front of it. I've been no, we're calling it the call Olympics. It the, the big O or the OG. The OG. <laughs> the OG. <laughs> okay. So my question, boys, to you both, what is your favourite iconic Olympics memory? Now, mine, I have to obviously mention what mine was. We, we read out 40's diary with Kieran Perkins winning gold from the eighth plane in the 1996 Atlanta Olympics 1,500-metre freestyle. Uh, a few other honourable mentions that I may give, but I'll give them after I hear from both you, Horse, and one memory. And then Friendy will go to you for one memory. And then we'll throw a few honorable mentions because there's just too many, isn't there? So, Horse, you must have one. Oh, we've all got one, don't we? We've all got um, at least one. <laughs> but I suppose. You're I'm trying to pick, aren't you? I am. I'm really trying to, to pick um, from, from a, a large number that are in my database at the moment. Um, and I'm just. Do you, do you want me to go? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Have you got your spreadsheet? You got your spreadsheet out, horse. Yeah, I have. There it I'm, is. I'm reviewing. Yeah, your diary. He's he's have, going back to his diary. I, I'll help you out here, horse. I'll, let me yep. kick things off. All right. I this is the one the one moment where I go. Yep. I remember where I was watching it. It's the it's what I think about every time it comes to the Olympics. Yep. It's the four by one hundred relay freestyle event, two thousand Olympics. Um, the USA team held the record. They were a team to beat. They were arrogant going into it. They thought Australia had no chance. Ian Thorpe was our fourth swimmer. He wasn't even a 100-meter sprint swimmer anyway. He was going up against the fastest 100-meter sprinter at the time from USA. He gets into the water second, not even first, against the best in the world. Yep. And he chases him down. And I get up and about and I go crazy. It's the greatest Olympic moment I still think to this date. Fantastic. I was 10 at the time. Still remember it. Great times. It was. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. For Horse, you've got your um, Olympics uh, predictor out. You're ready to go. <laughs> yes. No, I've I've come up with my favorite. And um, you guys will all remember this as well. It was actually the last time that we were um, in Tokyo that we had the games. Who can ever forget 1964? Um, I remember waking up um, in the morning to find out that Dawn Fraser was in trouble because she'd stolen a flag. Oh, the queen and, uh, of the pool. Yeah, the queen of the pool. Old Dawn. Been a bit of a fool. Um, and yeah, Dawn and that famous famous flag incident of 1964 will always um, obviously stay with me. Um, 
Yeah, it, yeah, it's just incredible. When you think of Olympics, you think of someone stealing a flag, and I suppose that's that's just how I feel. Oh, well, I'm glad that's a fond memory of yours, considering <laughs> you weren't born, horse. Um, Kathy Freeman for me, winning gold, 400 yes. meter Sydney Olympics. Good. Can you Kathy. just in her full body suit, just coming down the straight, yeah. just dominating the crowd behind her? That's got to be iconic. Um, Memory, friendly, yeah, friendly. Brucey just going crazy. Um, throw another honourable mention, really quick. I, I reckon Steve Hooker winning the high jump. Cameron Great Lynn. moment. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, Usain Bolt breaking the record. That was an awesome moment. Maurice Green. Yeah. Wow, what about on, Eric, uh, Eric Musumbani in two thousand? Oh, Eric the Eel. Eric, Eric the Eel. Eel. Correct. Yes. Come on. Well, there's always. Let's keep it Australian themed, boys. Yeah, uh, we yep, don't yep. we don't want none of these. Uh, yeah, this is this is this is all about the Australians right now. Oh, Horse, okay. Surely you've got another Australian iconic Olympics moment. I do. Who can forget Duncan Armstrong, nineteen eighty eight? Who can yes. forget it? He won. A, he won gold for Australia. Come on, Duncan Come on. Armstrong, nineteen eighty eight. I Duncan, have you got? That. That was the have, first have you got Olympics. anything in the last 25 years? Oh, oh, 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Um, who can forget that Coca-Cola was one of the major sponsors? <laughs> they were everywhere. Because Atlanta is the home of Coca-Cola. So it makes sense that they were just appearing yep. in, in the background of everything. What a great games memory. We, what about, we haven't had... I was going to say, what about the 2012 London games during the opening ceremony when there was, um, there was a few jokes in there. Um, like, uh, was it, um, Mr. Bean appeared. That was amazing. Yep. I've got so yep, many. Well, I think, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> I've got some bad news. Um, the, uh, the calamari is absolutely charred and burnt <laughs> to a crisp. It's actually, there's nothing left on the grill. I should have thought about this get, before. You're only actually they, they, supposed to be like 30 seconds per side. They cook a bit quicker did. than meat, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We probably put them on a bit early in the Olympic segment. We did. On that note, we're going to leave the grill here for another episode. And who would have thought we are up to our wrap-up and final thoughts? Lots going on. Lots spoken about so far this episode. There's one piece of news that we also want to talk about as we wrap up, and that is about our new interview series. We've mentioned it a couple of times, but Forty, you can confirm our first interview episode is not too far away. No, it's not too far away, horse. We're uh, very excited. Myself and Friendly, we interviewed Mark Hingnett, uh, a stall gift runner-up, and uh, we're excited to showcase this to you, aren't we, Friendy? ecstatic uh sprinting sensation um and has a a business adventure which i think would be worth listening to for any athlete out there right excellent that will be coming soon if you want to contact us you know you can do that on uh, the common man dot podcast don't forget the dot we are on instagram as well uh again we will put all of these details in the show notes we have received one email that was a personal email in the last (laughs) 20 episodes and can i say this is episode number 20 guys congratulations we made yes congratulations up and yeah we are fireworks (laughs) are going off we sound so up and about at this point in time now 40 just before we go it it is reality season has started up again surely there's got to be something that you're into what can we talk about what can you tell us about what's going on well, definitely not talking about Beauty and the Geek, not interested, but Australian Survivor, unbelievable. It is on its back, Brains v. Brawns, and I'm pumped. Uh, it's, it's, I'm just excited to see Survivor on again. Gavin Wanganeen already gone. I know, but <laughs> let's be honest, it was a bit boring. Um, yeah, he but, was. But, uh, yeah, we want to see a bit, bit like Simon Black um, last uh Last Survivor series, but you know, I'm sure you probably yep. don't want to hear any more of that. No, no, no. Well, because you're gonna cut me I off. Watched, let's be honest. I, no, I watched Survivor, so oh, I will, great. I will talk about it with you next time, and maybe next time oh. we'll actually have some more ideas about who. Yes, who is going to be in the running? Because it's early days yet. Well, horse, I think we should do a Survivor podcast, and Just a side uh, maybe hustle. we can bring bring the Golden God on. Um, yes. and I think that's get a Luke Toki as well. All yep, happening. yep. Come on. 
Okay, keep an eye out for that one, guys, coming soon. Otherwise, we've got our interviews podcast and we will have another common man coming to your ear holes very, very shortly. Bye-bye for now. Um, I was going to say, too, um, I've just paused. I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's the end credit, horse. <laughs> Can you just say something really incoherent now? <laughs>